to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. My pleasure to welcome to the show from the Dungarees, it's James Murdoch, and we're going to talk about their uh, awards at the ACMA's upcoming, and uh, they've been signed to an Australian label called Social Family Records, and they'll be starting a tour in January in Australia, along with Amy Nelson, a fellow Canadian and a great country artist herself. We'll talk about that, plus lots more with James Murdoch. Hey, James. Hey, how are you doing? I am doing just wonderful. It is great to have you here, and congratulations on all the success that the Dungarees are having. Oh, thanks. It's it's been a it's been a whirlwind for us. It's kind of hard to keep up, and uh, basically we're just uh, we're holding on for dear life, and we we feel so great. It's <laughs> it, it's a real we're we're a, we're in a lucky position to feel that way. Yeah. It's a great place to be, and we'll go through all the stuff that's happened. Let's start with the uh, Alberta Country Music Association nominations uh, that you earned for this year. And I guess that award show comes up in January of uh, 2018? It is in January, and we're just sort of uh, blown over by the fact that we, yeah, we were up for five nominations and uh, can't really believe it. But, you know, being, uh, being recognized sort of, at all is 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 obviously such an honor but when it when you're sort of recognized Mm -hmm. by by your peers you know here in alberta like you know the people that are so close to you every day it really uh it just means it means a lot so we're we're pretty thrilled incredible and those five nominations are uh, for group of the year rising star video musician and fans choice of the year so those are five big nominations and that is uh, (laughs) a big um, a big accomplishment for the dungarees and to, and of course uh, propelled by the great single anywhere with you uh that song is wonderful i i really enjoy listening to it tell me a bit about anywhere with you which we're going to hear later in the show the tune is uh you know it's it's a, it's a little lighthearted but there's maybe some sort of slightly darker elements to it and basically you know you're you're uh, you're you're talking about a situation where you know you can be um, you can be comfortable in a space and it turns out that it doesn't really matter where you are. It's actually the person that you're with. And, uh, so, you know, it, it has a very similar theme to, to our last single I'm down, which was, was sort of the similar idea, but basically, um, you know, the idea of the song is that, you know, it's like, uh, the, 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 the chorus is, you know, baby, there's anywhere with you and then there's everywhere else. And it just doesn't right. really compare when, when someone's, you know, when you're with someone that you love or that you like spending time with, you know, it really doesn't compare to, to really anywhere else in the world. And so that's kind of the idea of the tune. It's a great uh, thought and sentiment and message and all that, to, you know, resonates with 
all of us, because we, we can all relate to that. And is this a song that uh, the band wrote, some, some members of the band? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting situation. It's not. Um, we are all writers. Um, we've all actually had publishing deals in, in our lives in the past. So, you know, we're all writers. And when we were uh, working with Paul Worley, who produced the track, and we, I'd love to talk about Paul. He's, a, he's an incredible producer. Yeah. Um, he, he sort of came forward with these, these song ideas, and he had heard, and I know I mentioned it before, but our, our previous single, I'm Down, and he'd heard it, and he really fell in love with that song. And so when he was talking to us about some song choices and ideas to move forward uh, for the next song that we were going to release, uh, he brought this song, uh, and it's, it's written by a woman named Fiona Cully, uh, out of Nashville, although originally she's from London. And it really was a bit of a tough decision for the band to decide to try to do someone else's song because, I mean, like as I said, we sort of come from this background of being songwriters and uh, really sort of controlling, or eh, controlling is a strange word, but, you know, being being integral to the sound of the band. Uh, sure. Each one Absolutely. of us contributes to it. And uh, uh, so when he suggested a couple songs, you know, we were actually quite reluctant and, you know, basically said, okay, well, look, you know, you're Paul Worley. We're not going to say no, <laughs> you know, you have six Grammy <laughs> awards. So we're going to have, we're going to listen to you, but we are, we do want to try and, you know, sort of make sure that whatever we do, it's something that we all believe in. And as soon as we heard that song, it was unbelievable. I mean, it really was, it was a no brainer that of course we would happily bring our sort of sound to this song. And it's mm -hmm. great because the, mm -hmm. the demo of the tune sounds absolutely nothing the way that our version of the song sounds like. So, you know, we really did bring our own element to the song itself, but what resonated with us was, was the sort of the lyrical component. And it, you know, it's, it's lighthearted, like I said, but you know, it just sort of got this moment, you know, everyone sort of sat there and maybe you look back on, on, uh, you know, a lost, uh, a lost love or, or situations that you wish had gone differently. And you realize that, uh, that maybe uh, you would have rather sort of be with somebody else and you could almost be anywhere else if they were there. So that, that's what, that's mm -hmm. why it really resonated with us. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's incredible. First of all, that he picked out this tune for you and he knew you would do it justice and he found a song that fit what you guys can do. And I also think it's great. I mean, we all know that artists want to write their own songs and do a great job at that. But sometimes they sit back and think, well, it also is an equal talent uh, to be able to find a song and make it sound like your own, you know, find your place in that song. And that that's equally applauded as well. So, you know, that's a great thing to uh, have an ear for a song that you haven't written. It's really interesting. I, I, I have so much more respect for so many artists now, because we, you know, we really hadn't, we hadn't faced that situation uh, in our brief history as a, as a band. I mean, oh, we've all been, uh, you know, playing music for a long time, but as a band, we hadn't really featured or hadn't, hadn't faced the, that situation. And it, it gave me so, it opened my eyes to the, uh, to the fact that an artist can, you know, I mean, you could pick a hit song, but if we were to play, you know, some uh, you know any pick any other top 40 song and we we chose it it's not necessarily the choice that would resonate with the band and consequently you know the fans know when people are being honest and uh there there's no way you could get past playing a song that 
you didn't believe in, and uh, it really right. is a talent. I think that some of the some of the greatest artists yeah. and some of the greatest writers uh, have written their own huge hits, and then they'll go and play someone else's tune. You know, pick a, pick a song, and they make that a hit as well. And it's because they can hear themselves in that song. And I, I mm-hmm. have gained a lot of respect for that for sure. Exactly. That is awesome. And let's give a shout out to uh, the other members of the band. And I think I can get most of the names correct. I might ask for help <laughs> on one. Uh, we've got <laughs> Rob Angus. We've got Derek Anderson, yeah. Ben Shillabeer. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. And Kieran Jass. Awesome. Yeah, that's the one that, that would probably th- that throw you for a, yes, that's for a bit of a loop there. But... On. Kieran is the, the, one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. He's got a smile on his face any, all day long. He's just so happy. And in the early days, you know, we were playing small clubs and casinos and things like that. And, and he just, all he wanted to do was get up on stage and play guitar and play for people. And he, he, he's a real inspiration to the band because he's just got a wonderful, wonderful attitude. And of course, everybody in the band, is, we, we love being up there, but Kieran's got this sort of this exuberance that you can't you can't fight. <laughs> wow, that that is great. And, and with five of you, uh, is are you all on the same page musically? Pretty much. Are there any differences that make it interesting uh, when they when they're blended together? Or are you pretty much you have the same thoughts on music? No, I think that that, that we become the dungarees because of our sort of differences and styles and our backgrounds that that we bring. Um, uh, I don't think that they're drastic by any means, but, you know, we all sort of have different, uh, uh, influences, uh, because we've all been playing for quite a while and, you know, we've all been, you know, either professional or semi-professional musicians for, you know, close to 15, 20 years, some of us. And, uh, so you can't help, but sort of bring your own ideas to the table. But the greatest thing about the band is that, you know, we all respect each other so much and we, uh, so that. Consequently, the the different ideas that get brought together really uh, respectfully meld together to sort of become, you know, what the dungarees are. Let's uh, take a moment now and hear this great song, Anywhere With You, which is up uh, part of some of those nominations that are uh, happening um, in January for the Alberta Country Music Association. Let's hear that song. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Paul Worley, who's a Grammy-winning legendary producer uh, of this song. These are the dungarees on In the Country. So I pulled over We used to hang here all the time Nobody knew our names That's why we love this place Still kind of looks the same inside So I said pull me strong And we played our song We sat by the neon lights My drink did what it does But I lost my buzz Cause it ain't what it was that night Baby, there's anywhere with you Baby, there's anywhere with you Maybe I'd see you there, but I couldn't find you in the crowd. 
home alone They played our song I was dazed in the neon lights It's like a cannonball When I heard them all say It's gonna be alright Baby, there's anywhere with you Baby, there's anywhere with you Baby, there's anywhere with you And then there's everywhere else Anywhere with you Baby, there's anywhere with you Baby, there's anywhere with you And then there's everywhere Take no more. It's like a heart attack. I gotta get you back. That's why I'm standing at your door. Baby, there's anywhere with you. Baby, there's anywhere with you. Baby, there's anywhere with you. And then there's everywhere else. Anywhere with you. Baby, there's anywhere with you. Baby, there's anywhere with you. And those are the Dungarees from Alberta, and that is a great song of theirs called Anywhere With You. And you can get that at iTunes along with some of their other music. And so let's talk about Paul Worley, who produced this. Producer, uh, producer is such an important part of a song. What did Paul do that helped you guys in the studio and really made this song stand out? <laughs> when, we, when we first met Paul, we were, we were in Nashville on a, on a writing trip. And uh, we do a lot of writing uh, with these these guys. Uh, Endless Summer, who used to be, uh, they're they're two two fourths of the uh, the Moffats, uh, and I think I mean, a lot of listeners would know who they were. But you know, they they yeah. they're really amazing musicians. They've been doing it their literally their whole lives, and uh, so um, we had been introduced uh, to Paul and. He uh, so we were writing in the same and it happened to be in the same office. Uh, the same, you know, it, when you're in Nashville, writers row to people who are sort of in the know. It, it, it's a, it's an area where you know there's, there's music being written uh, throughout Nashville. There's probably you know ten or fifteen blocks worth of these offices where people are writing, but it's actually just a neighborhood. It's it's old it's old houses that have been converted into to offices, and uh, and you get in you basically walk into a room that's sort of uh, you know, every bedroom has sort of been converted into sort of like a living room lounge and you, and you sit down with your guitars and you write these songs. And Paul had an office in the same building. And uh, so we, we went out for a beer with Paul and we were chatting about sort of musical ideas. And uh, obviously we had an idea of who he was, but he was sort of able to <laughs> one story later. And the next thing you know, I mean, we are just like, we, we have to work with this guy. He, th- there's something wow. about, um, Paul's probably, uh, he's in his sixties for sure. He, you know, I would say maybe even in his late sixties, he's, he's been doing this for a, a very long time, both as a guitar player and as a producer and as a record record exec, he was, uh, you know, the, the president of, of a handful of major labels in Nashville. And, uh, he has this, they have this sort of, um, 
guys that age in Nashville have this sort of quiet confidence and it's sort of hard to, to explain until you meet these guys that they don't have anything to prove and all they're really there for is the music and what they like and mm-hmm. what they don't like. And, and they'll tell you if they don't really like something, but they're not, they're also not a jerk about it. You know, they just sort of say, well, that's not, I don't think that's going to work. And you know, you just sort of, you leave it at that. Right. It's just the way right. that these say, so when we were in the studio with Paul, he just sort of had this quiet confidence and you almost wonder at one, at points like, well, what's going on? Are we, are we recording this song? Like are what, how are we amending the parts that need to be? And, and like, what are we doing to this song to make it better? And then the next thing you know, it's recorded and you really don't even know that anything has happened and you turn around oh, wow. and, and you listen to it and you're like, Oh, what, how did that, how did we go from A to B <laughs> And it felt like you didn't even leave leave the station, you know. And uh, Paul, so there's something about they really have. There's a real art to producing, uh, and he really he really did an amazing job for sure. So we we have a lot of respect for Paul. Incredible, and you can definitely hear that on, that on the song we heard anywhere with you. That great production and uh, the overall sound is amazing. Uh, the other big news is you guys recently signed with an Australian label called Social Family Records, uh, and that is going to lead you to an Australian tour in January of 2018. That's it's right. going to start then. It's going to include uh, the Tamworth Country Music Festival, which, of course, is very famous. And then it was, I was really happy to read that uh, joining you on the tour is Amy Nelson, and she's been on the show, I think, once before at least, and I've met her at some of the Canadian Country Music Awards and that. And uh, terrific. So, first of all, let's talk about this signing. How did this come about uh, by an Australian label? It, it's, it, it came about so strangely. You know, Australia has been on our sites for uh, quite a while. Uh, we've really wanted to try and get over there. Uh, I haven't been there yet, but, you know, you sort of – I know – so Australia is the third largest – country market in the world after the United States and Canada. So there's incredible musicians that come out of there, but there's also a sort of a voracious appetite for country music uh, in the country itself. So, you know, like I really wanted to get over there and, you know, see if we could connect with fans. There's so many similarities to Canada. And uh, so we reached out to a handful of people who had been over there before. And the next thing you know, we're talking to um, a manager over there who works very closely with social family records. And uh, all of a sudden we're, you know, (laughs) it really felt like a blink of an eye, although it really, it it probably took several (laughs) months of negotiating, but we're playing Tamworth. We actually get to play the opening night main stage of Tamworth. We're close. We're closing off the opening night uh, there. And it's, it's, it's going to be pretty exciting. I think there's at least 20,000 yeah. people that they expect to be there. So, uh, uh, so when social family came along, it was through this manager who we'd been talking to in, in Australia and he really worked wonders and, you know, without any, no questions asked. I mean, we, we actually met him in in Saskatoon. He came up for, uh, uh, the CCMAs. And so we got to meet him there and, uh, so then the next thing you know, we're signing a, a, a distro uh, deal with, with, with social family records and then they're, they're supporting the next record. So it, it, it kind of feels like a dream come true. You know, uh, they, they've done wonders for us uh, on the radio over there and just, uh, you know, the fans seem to be really embracing us. So we're, we're pretty thankful.
That is really cool, and what an experience to be over in Australia and uh, introducing your music to fans over there. As you said, the third, uh, what is it, largest country music uh, place in in the world? Market, market, yeah, yeah. So market, yeah. Uh, outside of outside of the uh, outside of the U.S. and Canada, uh, Australia right. has the the third largest uh, sort of market for for country music, and it's it's like I said, it's voracious. They love it. I mean, they really embrace it, and and. Uh, country music fans are unlike any other, you know, fans out there. They just seem they're so loyal, mm. they're so passionate, and uh, it it sure makes it uh, makes our job easy. You know, it makes us just want to keep doing what we do yeah. forever. And uh, and to know that we could even do that on the other side of the world, it's uh, it's kind of mind boggling. So yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the, uh, the Australia. From what experience. we know about Australia, we're looking forward to it, man. Yeah. That's awesome. January of 2018, that kicks off. And as I mentioned, you're uh, on that tour with Amy Nelson. And uh, tell, me, tell me how that came about. Of course, of course, she's a wonderful singer and songwriter. This will be her third time over there. And uh, so she's released a couple singles. So she's, uh, she's a little bit ahead of the game as far as, as we are. We, we released our single over there not too long ago, and it's been doing very well. But Amy... Uh, Amy really loved the band. She, you know, she heard us uh, playing, and uh, we we met up here in Edmonton during uh, the Breakout West Festival. And uh, the next thing you know, so basically, what the the person who was our manager or is managing our our business affairs over in Australia. He's not our manager. We have management over here, but uh, he he is working with Amy directly. Uh, in Australia, and so uh, it was sort of a natural fit at that point to to try and uh, bring both the bands over at once to see if we could uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> if Canadians could uh, conquer Australia. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Definitely. Well, they sent an Australian over to North America, of course, Keith Urban, and he's uh, uh, done quite well. He's been doing pretty good. <laughs> and, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> And uh, yeah. there's another Canadian, uh, you probably know Cody Prevo um, from the West Coast, and he does, heads out to Australia. He's been there a few times at least, and uh, they love him over there too. That's right, yeah. And, uh, of course, Gord Bamford, uh, he, uh, he, I was just talking, I just did an interview in Australia not too long ago, and they were talking about, uh, about Gord, and he's heading over there pretty soon. And, of course, he even has Australian heritage. I think his dad was Australian, so. Yeah. Oh, cool. Very cool. Proudly when we're over there. Absolutely, yeah. Representing Canada and uh, playing the great country music for uh, Australia, which is awesome. Uh, Do you guys have uh, new music that we can look forward to? Are you working on an EP or an album or at least some new music for 2018? We absolutely are, yeah. We just just got out of the studio, in fact. We uh, recorded with... um, some uh, Juno winning uh, Russell Broom, who's worked with, I mean, you can't even begin to count how many artists he's, he's been working with. He's a fantastic guitar player and great producer. So we, we track three songs with him and we also have some material, uh, more material that we tracked um, uh, before with our, during our session with anywhere with you. So um, with Paul Worley. So uh, there's, there's lots of material and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, maybe there's an EP that's going to be released uh, in the near future, but uh, you didn't hear that from me. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't let that cat out of the bag, but 
we can yeah. keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> and, of course, uh, head to the dungarees.com to, and social media to, to keep posted on that and to watch your videos and all that other stuff online. Uh, for you, James, since you're here, I can't ask the other members, but for you personally, your influences um, as you were pursuing music and continue to pursue, who are some of the artists that you love and maybe even have been inspired by? Hmm. Well, uh, one of the artists that I think, well, I certainly have, and I know that the band has drawn uh, inspiration from is Rodney Crowell. And he's sort of, uh, I think, uh, um, not not appreciated enough as an incredible songwriter, not not only that, but a great lyricist as well and, and songwriter and singer. And uh, so, I, you know, I would say that Rodney Crowell is a big influence. I know that, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to open up a tour for uh, Dwight Yoakam, and he would be a, a huge inspiration on us as well. But, uh, you know, out, outside the box is a band called the Jayhawks out of Minneapolis that I, you know, I really drew on. And uh, the band, but the band, um, you know, we just did a, a Christmas special not too long ago, and, and we were all supposed to pick Christmas songs. And uh, the diversity of artists that we picked from uh, really showed up, shows the diversity of, of the band itself. And that kind of goes anywhere from Motown to, you know, original sort of 30s and 40s bluegrass to, you know, uh, classic country and 80s country. And uh, it's sort of all over the map. But uh, hopefully, nice. uh, hopefully, you know, really in, in our hearts, you know, we're playing country music the way that we see it. And, uh, and people can hopefully identify with that. Do you ever throw in uh, covers from any of those other genres and either put a country spin on it or at least a dungaree spin on maybe an 80s song or something outside the box? We do that quite a bit. In fact, one of the songs that we just recorded, uh, and I know we were talking about recording other people's songs earlier, and it's not something that we commonly do, but we did just record uh, a version of Kim Mitchell's Easy to Tame, uh, which is an 80s uh, sort of Canadian pop iconic song but yeah it's, yeah it's not i wouldn't say it's unrecognizable but we definitely do what we call uh, dungareeifying the song it's uh it's become <laughs> a, a country a country tune for sure uh and i think there's probably versions of other songs that people could find online we do uh we do a sort of a country uh um train track super uh quick version of uh, raise a little hell uh and uh there's a, there's a handful of other songs like that that we, we always have a blast doing and see, people seem to really enjoy that too. But, it, you know, a lot of that stuff, that mm. we really like to pay homage to some of the older, and, and you know, older by the, by the means of, you know, 70s and 80s, not, not way back, but uh, some older tracks sure. that, uh, that influenced us when we were kids. And, uh, yeah, so uh, there, there are versions out there. And, you know, if someone, if, if listeners have heard us play live, they, they know that there's a lot of energy there. And we definitely uh, draw, draw our influences from, from all kinds of crazy stuff that, uh, you know, has, has from, from way back in the classic era, but also just sort of, you know, doing our sort of whatever it is that we, that the dungarees do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great to hear it when I go to shows and hear bands do songs, even if it's outside the genre of country, but just stuff that's influenced them and uh, putting their spin on it. So that's very cool. And as we get to set to, set to wrap up here, James, I know that you guys have a Christmas single out now called Ring the Bells. There's a video for it as well, I believe. Uh, tell me that's about right. the song. 
it, so we, for quite a few years, we've been, we've been encouraged to do a Christmas song and uh, it just sort of felt uh, strange to try and, and, and do that unless we wanted to do something that was sort of original. Um, a million people have done wonderful versions of white Christmas, but we didn't want to sort of add to the plethora of artists that have already done that song. So we, we came up with this, this song uh, and it's, it's called ring the bells and uh, it's shocked us in the sense that uh, it's been sort of, it's been picked up across the, the, the country and the support of it is, is amazing. So uh, the song is essentially about a guy who is driving his beat up old truck across, across the country to try and uh, get back to his, uh, you know, his sweetheart uh, and make it there for Christmas. And so he's driving through the night uh, in hopes that he can make it there in time to uh, make it there for Christmas. And uh, there's a, a pretty big surprise waiting, waiting at the end. And, uh, but right. the thing about the song was that it was just such a, it was so much fun. We actually wrote the song and recorded it and it was mastered and we were shooting the video. Well, we so it was recorded and mastered within 48 hours of the song being written, and within a week of the wow. song being written, we were shooting. We were shooting the video, so it all came together <laughs> extremely quick. quickly. Yeah, and uh, you know, you just hear those, you hear stories like that sometimes of those songs that just sort of come together quick, and that would definitely fit into that uh, <laughs> that category for sure. <laughs> That yeah, that's a pretty cool uh, quick timeline from writing it to uh, recording it and then having a video. Of it. That is great. It is a great song. Ring the bells, and that one is available as well at iTunes along with the single we heard earlier on the show. Anywhere with you, James. I want to thank you so much for being here representing the Dungarees, uh, thedungarees.com, and of course the five Alberta Country Music Association nominations, which uh, come up in January of 2018 when those are announced. Thanks so much for being here. Been a pleasure. Oh, man, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. I, it's been a wonderful interview, uh, and I appreciate your support. My pleasure. Absolutely. You got it, and say hi to the rest of the uh, band members for me. Once again, my guest has been James Murdoch of the Dungarees. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country. <laughs>